I also hope no one thinks I'm attacking them. I'm I'm very passionate this about fucking talking PlayStation fanboy yeah. over here. If he was <laughs> yeah. if it was Sony doing it, he'd be all for it. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Dynamic Resolution, a video game show. Man, the waveforms are doing some weird stuff this Dude, morning. that's what I was just looking yeah. at. It's Damn. blurry. Yeah. Dude, it's uh, um, uh, gotta go fast. Sonic speed, baby. Um, that's right. We are back with another episode of Dynamic Resolution. Um, this is going to be a hell of a show. I am super stoked. Um, I'm your illustrious host, Shane O'Hare. I got Derek Cranivelt. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joshua Jackson. Hi there. And Logan from Memory Card, Detective Logan from Memory Card. Hey, hi, hello. Hello and welcome, everyone. Uh, before we pop into it, um, did you just kiss me? <laughs> no, I was, I was blowing a hair off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, before we get into it, check us out on Instagram, Dynamic Resolution Show. Give us a like, give us a share. We got Dank Maymays. We got some fun clips from the show. Um, and also, give us a rating. Give us a five star rating. Full stars. Full 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 stop. Just lie. Um, even if you like, whatever. Just help us out. Um, our uh, we're doing good on metrics, but uh, we can always do better. Uh, so do that, please. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, how's everyone? How's everyone going? We we've ha- had a good preamble, but Josh, how's how's life? Uh, life's pretty good, and I'm thrilled to just be home this weekend um yeah you've been a, a little a busy bee busy boy yeah i've been like globe trotting a bit in the last couple weekends but uh we're in chicago two weeks ago we we're in uh uh vancouver and toronto last week uh hung out with Derek for a little while so that was really cool and yeah, uh I didn't, I didn't know that why didn't you tell us uh we're too busy okay. having fun uh-huh, yeah okay ex- yeah we're too busy choking on like super hot chicken. <laughs> that was that was a hilarious meal to have, just because I, like, none of us expected it to be that saucy. But Josh was also wearing like a brand new that he just got at the wrestling show in Chicago. He was at the previous week, uh, white CM Punk T-shirt, and it, like it was the most like vibrant red sauce that was just like falling <laughs> out of this chicken sandwich. Uh, and there's like no napkins, I don't think. Maybe there was napkins, but there's no utensils. The who knows who knew where the closest bathroom was. Like it was a uphill battle for sure. Dude, I'm not <laughs> kidding. That's why I wear nothing but black. <laughs> I yeah. I love the way white clothes look, but I'm too neurotic mm-hmm. and have too much anxiety to wear white. I'm That's I'm f- I'm conscious I'm constantly <sighs> like just fixated on like if I if I lean against that wall, it's gonna dirty this shirt, mm-hmm. isn't it? I just, I, wear, I just wear nothing but black. I just only wear black because I'm self conscious about my nipples. <laughs> Fair. Um, I have uh, I only have a handful of white shirts, and I explicitly like when I look in my drawer, I'm like, I don't want to roll the dice. Like these are cool prints. Like I got fucking mm. I got mm-hmm. this. This is a dope print. Cool cool anime that, figs. Th- that is pretty cool. Um and. Uh, this one, I think Logan might might dig this one. It's a picture of like a, what I think is a uh, an uh, an Auto Zam Suzuki, and just 
whatever we'll be able to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which Hell is also yeah. interesting because if you're never going to wear a white shirt, why buy the white shirts? Uh, that's mm. the issue I have. <sighs> yeah. Like, oh, so is that... it better to buy it and just know you have it and then never get to use it or to take the risk and wear a shirt that you bought because you enjoyed, but maybe it'll get dirty? This is the constant mental <laughs> battle I face every single time. I feel, yeah. So well, I just I don't buy them. Completely, yeah. yeah. Oh, you just don't Okay. But yeah. Shane has them. Yeah, well, the, the AutoZam shirt, my girlfriend subscribes to a, um, like, a monthly uh, mm, okay. shirt thing, and she got this one, and she's like, ah, I'm not going to wear it. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, that's funny. And then I'm like, I don't want to wear it. It's white. And then I have, um, when, Derek, you have or had a, like, screen print buying addiction. Now you have, like... Still do. I just, Mondo's, Mondo's fucked now, so... Yeah. Um, now you just have, like, a handheld buying addiction. My buying addiction is mega 64 merch mm. um so the, the the cool anime figs is a mega 64 shirt i'm like i'm never gonna fucking wear this <laughs> it's cool <laughs> if it was black with a white print well dude fuego mm-hmm. so um yeah like with me i didn't really even plan on eating anything that like that bright and dangerous <laughs> but it just kind of worked out that way i was kind of eating it like I was kind of eating like Dalsim, like I was stretching my arms out <laughs> as far as I could and then just like trying to see how far I can get my neck to stretch out and keep it as far away from my shirt as I could. But it was also one of the most runny sandwiches I've had in a while. So it was actually really scary. What was the name of the restaurant? What was it? It was um, called Papino's, which uh, uh, I think we just went to because it was the only place that was still open, really, because uh, uh, the place we were at, the area we were at shut down really oddly early um oh, mostly they were you do... in boston <laughs> <laughs> no no we were on granville island which is not really an island new but, boston um, <laughs> um the uh it's did, a place a, did, a, did a man tell you the about man the told me that it, it was open um <laughs> uh they mostly do like i don't know like cream puff ice cream things but also randomly have food and uh we had, you know megan and i had some fish and chips they're pretty good that re- that reminds me i um uh, a couple but of hanging out ago. with Josh in Vancouver didn't think that would ever happen. It was a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, and it all came together kind of last second. Oh, yeah, yeah, we um uh, we were flying like, to Vancouver because yeah. it was cheaper to go from Vancouver to Toronto than it was to just go straight to Toronto. And then I like right when I booked the ticket, I was like, "Oh, hey, Derek, uh, we're gonna be around there. Is there any like places you could recommend to check out?" And he was like, "Oh, yeah." And then if you guys need a place to stay, I was like, "Are you sure? <laughs> That's like super nice of oh, you." Yeah. So he. He uh, took us in for a night, and then we hung out the next day. So it was really good. Nice. That is cool. Um, Derek's story about cream puffs reminds me of um, uh, a couple of years ago when I was working at um, my buddy's screen print shop for a, a period of time. Um, there was a new hire, uh, a young kid, like 18, 19, that was doing like the graphic design and like the vinyl print section of the shop. And, you know, he was a new employee, and like he was like – into like nerdy shit um and so one day i was like yo do you want to go get lunch like that's what you do like new employee like go get them lunch right right that's that's not an atypical thing right well uh, i don't think that's an atypical thing no definitely not i mean i've uh, never taken a new employee to lunch but i mean yeah so we're walking out to my truck and uh the reason i remember this is we went to a crepe shop um but we were walking out to my truck and he just like he's like yeah sure let's go and we're in the parking lot, halfway to my truck, and he goes, "You're not going to rape me, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, I don't, "I don't know, like, 
you know like i'm 18 you're like an older guy like what's going i was like what the fuck are you saying to me right now <laughs> and he's like i don't know uh co-workers have never taken me to lunch before i was like jesus fucking christ <laughs> you went to <laughs> you went to rape <laughs> Like, maybe damn, that was dude. just the maybe that's the initiation at his other jobs. <laughs> Yo, like, I, I thought this was just part of being in the labor force. <laughs> Welcome to Arby's. We got the meat. <laughs> uh, all right, so there's been um, we a uh, topic that we've kind of like not kind of a topic we've like avoided, not avoided, but just not discussed is the whole uh activision uh microsoft acquisition thing but before now honestly there wasn't too much to say it would be like oh the it was blocked in this country like well what's there to say about that or it's like oh it was approved in france like okay yeah but this Uh, is the first time something substantial has really come out of this i think but uh and i don't know if it's in this um uh in your uh, documentation but there was something that came out somewhat recently where i think the activision ceo confirmed like uh switch two basically um so like oh yeah it's gonna be on the next like call of duty is gonna be on the next uh it's gonna be on the next nintendo console so um <coughs> so that is the only thing that has popped up on my radar in the last couple of weeks but logan take it away educate us you have you have bullet points. You have tabs in this document. Yeah, I, I really fixated on trying to make this as readable and easy to ingest as possible. I'm going to open I, uh, the first link. <laughs> so, uh, the, the first link in the doc honestly isn't too helpful. It's literally every article The Verge has put out. And it's in, it's in like chronological order. So the stuff you're seeing at the top is the newest. Mm-hmm. So I had to go like reverse through all of it to compile a bunch of things. But yeah, a few days ago, I cut the tip of my thumb off, so I haven't been able to do a whole lot of stuff. So I just spent the past few days just compiling this list of everything that I thought was super interesting coming out of this. Um, it's definitely by no means a comprehensive coverage of everything because there is a lot. There's just a lot of stuff that's like, oh, they're defining like live service or like they're comparing like like what what's what's like a what's like an, a Bethesda comparison to Call of Duty for okay. like court comparison's sake and stuff a bunch of stuff that isn't necessarily as interesting but uh but yeah i'll just kind of jump jump into it uh this is vaguely in chronological order in terms of like the days stuff happened um it i don't claim it's like perfectly in chronological order there's definitely some stuff out of order but vaguely i i went in order of the articles and so this is vaguely in order but uh, so yeah, the the first big thing that I I pulled out is uh, there there were there were some emails uh brought up in court of Microsoft, and this is all like discovery, right? What what do you mean? Like like uh legal discovery, like okay, um, yeah, okay, yeah, like, it's, uh, it's it's it, it, it's it's not stuff that was necessarily like leaked. It's just stuff that's been brought up in court. There's been a bunch of stuff that's been like brought up in court that was redacted, like a, a whole bunch of like Sony documents that they redacted a bunch of information, but they did it in Sharpie, I guess. And so when they <laughs> scanned those documents, people could then like bump the contrast or like the saturation and everything and ended up finding a bunch of interesting stuff. Like how like the last was part two costs like 
220 million to make and like horizon forbidden west to cost like 212 million or something damn we have have more like concrete numbers on what like current gen games cost to make which is definitely interesting in the game pass conversation uh i think there's some stuff regarding this that i'll bring up later but just uh that that helps like contextualize like how much money game pass has to make to even compete like like financially with other services that that, like sony's offering but yeah some of the first stuff that uh i pulled out was uh was emails of microsoft uh trying to acquire sega and just like just like presenting the idea of acquiring sega but that's not where it ended there was a full list of like over a hundred targets that microsoft had compiled that they were watching for acquisition this is uh this is from a couple years ago so it's a little what outdated is, what is what is xgs, XGS. Uh, I, I see there's Xbox a list game studios okay okay but but yeah uh i won't go through the full list of everything because like i said it's over a hundred like studios Damn. and developers and stuff niantic yeah, I'll, 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 I'll read through the ones I thought were super interesting. So this list includes, but is not limited to, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Crytek, Ember Labs, From Software, Hello Games, IO Interactive, Gearbox, People Can Fly, Remedy, Techland, 505 Games, Focus Home Interactive, Sega, Niantic, Zenga, Supergiant Games, Housemark, Bloober Team, Avalanche Bloober, Studios. Bloober Team? avalanche studios level five gen design giant squid harmonics music studio jackpot games mundfish roblox corporation team cherry that game company devolver digital and annapurna interactive damn What, what i think is i mean with that list alone it's safe to say that like Microsoft has never had a strategy when it comes to acquisitions. And, 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 and this is even like brought up later on too. They, they literally bring up the fact that like they are just trying to out buy Sony that's... because that's the only way they feel they can compete. But especially some of these are almost insulting that Microsoft even considers them a target like that game company or gen design. Because those have history on Xbox, right? Yeah, <laughs> like there, there, there's, there's some, so, like I mean, how Housemark, so, Sony even like acquired Housemark, but like, so some of these teams have literally no background with Microsoft from software. Yeah, it's Cry- it's insane. Crytek, holy shit! And not even a part of that list was other documents uh, that had had a full like a full like uh square enix acquisition topic that came up it was like, like they wanted to get square yes M- microsoft has just genuinely had this plan of literally buying the industry and that's wild i i'll i'll toss it to you guys here 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 next to get your kind of takes on it but i just want to say that's the exact kind of behavior that i expected but also why I have a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to Microsoft, especially like in this era, because it where, whereas like Sony's success has been through like 
talent and acquiring studios that they work with, that they have a history with, and like putting out great games. Microsoft's tactic has just been to spend enough money to be in the lead. And that just feels gross to me. But I'll I'll throw it to you guys and, and get your 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 input. So a, a couple that are that are popping out to me on this list. Deck thirteen. They have like three games. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know that like because this like list this like watch list thing of studios like this feel like I feel like this is probably just from like some report that someone made that was like here are some studios that it might be beneficial to acquire and like they have you know, there's like a little like thing about their assets, like strong in technology infrastructure, focus on uh, innovative mobile experiences. Like, like it just seems like it's a, there are definitely some that I think it it would make sense that they would be watching them. It's just the ones that are so blatantly not Xbox aligned that right. bother me. Like I, I want to, what, uh, what is not Xbox aligned though? Just aside from they haven't made games for Xbox before. I mean, I mean like, I mean like, I mean like that game company and, and stuff like these companies that have literally only put out games on PlayStation gen 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 design. They're, they're yeah. the team that, that made like that the last company Guardian. broke away from them though. And they do like mobile and PC I mean, and stuff now too. Yeah. yeah. But, 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 but I mean like, they're, they're, but yeah, they're, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like, like w- what gives Microsoft the idea that they can acquire the team that made shadow of the Colossus. Right. Like, but, what, like, I don't know where do they this, get off with yeah. that. But I don't know that this necessarily means that like i i think it like this is just speculation based on like oh here's this list of things where it like this I mean, stuff th- is probably more likely to be like like i am i you know i am an analyst and i made this report of companies that we should look at acquiring potentially with you but know there, and but there's no have like, never gone any further than that basically but, but there's no direction to it this is literally just a list of who's who in games yeah the uh yeah. it's just every company there's yeah, like, yeah. when this, i'm when i'm reading it i kind of ta- i kind of interpret it as kind of similar to what derek's saying though i feel like someone just kind of put together a list of like oh these are the these are companies that we might that might be in our means to acquire and we could take a look to see if that fits within our strategy but i don't necessarily think it was like that that entire list was anything that they were necessarily considering seriously acquiring well mm-hmm. the the uh not to, to cut you off but i, I do want to like uh, at least for, for for folks that don't look up any of this stuff it says um there's a slide page nine from the quote microsoft confidential uh uh, topic one consideration set uh, says 100 plus companies sourced through Xbox Game Pass data, top 250 companies in PC and console by cumulative hours, Steam stats, top 100 games by concurrent users, um, and then current uh, existing development partners currently working with Xbox uh, and industry relationships. So they literally went to what are the most popular games on Steam? And let's buy those companies or let's mm-hmm. consider buying those companies. Right. Which seems smart. Which is, but it's like it, it, it makes sense as a like literal first step to this. It's just th- the fact this is coming out with the Activision like a, like a, like merger a- acquisition. I I wouldn't be surprised if most of these have been in contact with Microsoft about this by now. Like, I also think it's, it's yeah. It's also like, like I feel like that initial list they could have bought probably almost all of them for one Activision. Oh yeah, yeah. They they could have bought probably mo- almost this entire list mm. for what they're paying for Activision. 
Um, I do want to point like uh, like one that jumped out to me um, is Stardock Games, which I don't think they've ever made a console game ever. It's all been PC. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like strategy games, <laughs> which is like, you know, who else makes PCs? You know, who makes PC stuff. Yeah, but um, like Game Pass itself is like a pretty much a PC platform at this point too. Yeah, that's true. Which speaking of, I need to do my daily searches. <laughs> but but on on that note too, like uh, I'll I'll have to see where exactly I have. This. I I'm 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 all certain I have this in the doc. But like there, yeah, it's just a couple points down. Um, uh, FTC uh, questioning Phil Spencer. Um, they they ask him about the the like the uh uh the the fucking uh, the fucking like Activision deal model and how that would get them like a- out out of third place in the console market and Phil Spencer is, like just straight up says like in console this is this is not going to get us out of third place and so they they ask like so is this just a write off. And, and Phil Spencer's like, I, I don't understand how that's a write-off, but I, I understand exactly what they're asking because if that if this isn't a strategy to get them out of console third place, either they are abandoning consoles entirely, which I think is the case, or it's it's a tax write-off because this is a loss. Hmm. I feel like loss? I feel like though they've been pretty open about their strategy being at least not necessarily moving away from consoles altogether, but they've been pretty open since at least I want to say around 2016, 2017 when game pass Mm -hmm. their game pass strategy first came out and they were just straight up like, you know, all of our exclusives are coming to PC on day one. Also game pass Mm -hmm. is also going to be available on PC. I feel like in general, they've already kind of been moving in the direction where they're, yeah, right. Where they're not relying on Xbox as their sole like entry point into yeah. well, the gaming space. And, and they were very public about like, p- like the start of XCloud for years. And now it's the point where it's like certain smart TVs. You can even just get the mm-hmm. cloud gaming on there without anything. And so they've been pushing for a few years. They're like, we don't care where you're playing. Just, just play, just subscribe, please subscribe. Mm-hmm. Hit that bell. I, uh, it, where do you, regardless of how this, this acquisition plays out whether it's approved or denied. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that acquisition season is just beginning still because the fact that they even like showed serious interest in acquiring square Enix, I think it would be suicidal for Sony to not try to acquire more stuff now because I think that they, they've started to like after because Microsoft bought up a bunch of stuff a few years ago, and prior, mm-hmm. like prior to that, I think there wasn't. It didn't seem like there was a lot on either side, but I feel like for both of them, there's been more announcements more frequently about acquiring some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's and it is a little different because you know Insomniac's always had a close relationship with Sony, but mm-hmm. I and it didn't make nearly the news that it would nowadays because it wasn't a common thing. But I remember back in the day when you know Insomniac they were mostly known for making like Spyro and Ratchet and Clank and all of these uh, Sony exclusives. Mm-hmm. And then they went and made Sunset Overdrive for Xbox. And then like a month later, it's like Sony bought a- <laughs> right. Sony bought Insomniac. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, I don't know. I, I think you're right that 
this is kind of going to open up the floodgate. I feel like it already has like with the Bungie acquisition yeah. and all that too, where now it's just going to be Microsoft and Sony trying to outspend each other, which at the end of the day is going to be a, a negative for the industry as a whole. But I agree like, 100%. Yeah. But like, it's like, like that, 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 that I think is my biggest takeaway from everything is that like, I don't feel good about this. Can I, I ask what, like a negative in the industry? I feel like, I feel like I don't, like as a I don't know I don't feel strongly in any way aside from like like as a consumer I'm like oh if they buy more companies we'll get more free games on Game Pass which sounds like fun um obviously from but I like I just feel in terms of it being bad like what which is really interesting because I feel like sorry I'm like figuring this out as I go along like when I think about like the fact like how Disney's purchased everything and like you know now we're at the point where I don't know, it's like 30% or something of all like movies and TV that are coming out are like Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's very interesting from like a development perspective, because if you like, you know, if they decide they don't like you or something like that, like it can be very hard to, to continue in that industry. Um, But in terms of like, in terms of this not being like being bad for the industry or bad for gamers, is that from like a, like, like what, what perspective is that from? Cause there's also like, does that does it mean there's less games coming out or there's less focus on the games or does it also mean that like independent developers will have more of an opportunity to step up and like fill gaps that could exist or like what is the bad part oh, i feel like with with me at least personally speaking i have i feel like my perspective's a little bit like kind of contradicts itself a little bit because with the activision thing in particular I feel like it could be a net positive if that means getting, if that means kind of eliminating a lot of the toxic culture that's existed in that company for so long. Right. So Microsoft stepping in, in this particular case, I think could be a good thing, but just in the, just overall in kind of the big picture perspective, I just think like one company or two companies that are essentially in an arms race to like buy everything at the end of the day, that's going to be, and, and of course we don't know how it's going to play out until it actually does, because we don't know, you know, Phil mm-hmm. Spencer's saying everything that he needs to say to make them look as good as possible right now. So he could be saying, you know, all this stuff is going to be multi-platform, but who's to say they're not going to change their mind in like five years, 10 years. Who's to say that the market gets so concentrated into these two companies that smaller companies aren't going to have, much room to grow or that these publish or that these Sony or Microsoft will be a lot more hands-on with controlling the creativity of these studios. It gives them, it gives them so much power to kind of affect the way that games are able to be made going forward. And the more big companies are concentrated into these two big, like massive conglomerates. It's like we're running the, we're running a big risk of, it really stifling creativity and kind of stamping out smaller publishers that don't catch their eye. So is it more from the perspective of things like changing in that, like from what I understand now, like most of the Microsoft studios are like Microsoft owns them and publishes them, but they're still pretty much run independently is the fear more that that seems like it's the case now. And that's fine. Except for Redfall, which could have used a little bit more, uh, (laughs) Uh, 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 Microsoft love um, is the fear that that will change and they will lose that um, uh, 
autonomy that they seem to still have now? Um, that's definitely part of it. But then um, since you bring up Redfall, that was another thing that I re- correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't follow it too closely, but they did give them autonomy to work on the project. But if I remember correctly, there was also pressure to make sure it was out by a certain time because there was such a, a gap in their exclusive library that they felt like they needed to put something out by a certain time. Um, that I'm not too sure of. I, f- I think I read something along those lines, but I mean, either way, Redfall in particular seemed like it was. Yeah, kind th- of didn't doomed. Phil Spencer say that in his <clears throat> his public freakout vid? Yeah, something very, like that. You have a very interesting definition of freakout, which I said last time. But <laughs> listen, you g- like, this guy is having a calm conversation and like really like like. I don't know. It seemed like telling it like it is in a lot of cases and like owning up to some shit. And you're like, man, this guy's fucking freaking out. But yeah. he's wearing a Hexen shirt. <laughs> listen, you listen. were freaking out about that Hexen shirt more than he was freaking out about Redfall. <laughs> I think. Listen, he was calm, but the, the, the content of the calm was freaking out. And you gaslit me into thinking like, uh, like, damn, maybe I did misread that. But then all the memes, like there were dank memes coming out. I'm like, Oh, Okay. All right. I was complete. I was. I was correct. The memes prove it. The memes prove <laughs> that you were wrong. To to quote uh, the great Alex Jones, I've uh, I've got a uh, a meme somewhere in my uh, in my notes that just explains everything. <laughs> oh yeah, because people people would never <laughs> twist words to make a meme out of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, did uh, and I apologize. I had to like tune out for a second. Um. Did uh that quote? What's a charge character? Um, yes, that's why I'm 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 prefacing this with, I'm sorry if this was already covered, but uh, on Logan, I think it's just a rule now that whenever anything like that happens, you have to say that line. Yeah, yeah that's good. No, I like that. Um, that uh was that Phil Spencer quote about the every time we ship a game on PlayStation discussed? Not yet. No. Uh, okay. Okay. That uh, I just read that and I'm like, damn, that's really like, that's very telling. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. Before we move on, I just want to throw throw my view on why this is all bad out there. Um, I'm just I I am against all of this because I do not like con- consolidation in 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 really any industry. I don't think uh-huh. it's good in the long term, and I I think that a uh, I think that a lot of people's take on what's happening with like acquiring Activision, I don't think they're thinking in a long term sort of mindset that yes this will be good in 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 the moment this will be good because like because game pass is going to get all these things uh if if what they're saying is true they're not going to make all these things exclusive even though phil spencer is uh blatantly dodging that kind of question uh (laughs) i i don't think it's good in the long term because it's kind of something i've brought up on recent episodes is that especially with the numbers coming out of all of this, if, if it's costing 200 plus million dollars in just game development to make these games, that doesn't include marketing, which is another substantial chunk of change. We're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars that Microsoft alone is funneling into these companies. And if games like Redfall keep coming out... <laughs> I don't think it's money well spent and I don't think it's good for the industry. If all of the money entering the industry is from Microsoft. 
I, I don't think it's good for that one company to have that much pull in the finances of this industry. I, I think keeping all of these companies as individual companies is the ideal solution because like I, there's no reason why Square Enix needs to be acquired. There's no, there's no reason why this entire list of a hundred studios needs to be acquired if they're making money. Yeah. And uh, it, something that, um, that my, my memory is jogged. Um, m- Back in the like Windows ninety five era, Microsoft got into a lot of trouble for um, uh, putting uh, Internet Explorer um, on, um, and this was like when the internet was new. <clears throat> but putting Internet Explorer and like MSN uh, as like a default installation um, in Windows uh, as like monopolistic because internet explorer wasn't like the first uh web browser but they were trying to like capture the market and just you know have x amount of users being uh internet explorer users and they they went to monopoly court bigly bigly and Mm -hmm. got got their fucking asses handed to them so it's not I, i feel like this is kind of like an echo of that yeah, because they have a like. I I I think it's safe to say Microsoft has a very monopolistic view on business. Which I mean, in terms in terms of business, they're doing what they should be doing. Like I mean, I mean, like even like even like like quotes coming out of all this. Jim 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 Ryan has has been on the stand and 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 been asked if if he would keep my if he would keep Activision games. Uh. Uh. uh uh, fucking multi-platform. Y- yes, yes. I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, if if he would keep the multi-platform, and he he's basically saying like, n- no, like they shouldn't do that. And and so they asked him like, okay, if you were running Xbox, w- would you keep these things ex- exclusive? And he's just like, in that hypothetical question, I do not wish to answer because <laughs> that, that that is objectively the business thing to do, even though I don't think that's good for the industry. And, and, and I mean, especially when it comes to all this, like all the numbers that have been coming out, like if, if they keep Call of Duty uh, like exclu- exclusive to, to Microsoft, I mean, I don't think I have it in, in the doc, but I want to say like numbers came out that there's like a million people on PlayStation that only play Call of Duty and, and, and Sony makes like some, some like, like a one or two billion dollars in just revenue from Call of Duty. So, so that, that, that would be a huge blow to Sony, but if, if Microsoft owns it and keeps it and keeps it on PlayStation, it reverses that quote that, 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 that the, the, like, the, like Sony captures 30% of, of all the revenue from this without doing anything. It would flip that in Microsoft's yeah. favor then. Yeah, which is I saw. I uh, did that stat about like the million players only play Call of Duty. Did that come out because of this? Yes, I I saw that uh, uh, that stat, and I'm like, D- like, damn, you bought a five hundred dollar console uh, to uh, just play Call of Duty. Like that's the only, like that's the only thing you put on that. Granted, I haven't turned my PlayStation on <laughs> in months. And so you bought a five hundred dollar console to not even use to hold papers down to connect to your seven twenty p television. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, gr- it, listen, 
I FOMO'd. I FOMO'd in hard, and I'm, I'm glad that I have it, but at the same time, I'm not. Because... <laughs> uh, uh, You're welcome, by the way. Yes, thank you, thank you. Jo- like, shouts out, Josh. Because uh, I, I forgot that he, uh, I forgot that he bought it for me, uh, and it showed up at my office. And my my last name was misspelled, and I was like, "What the fuck is this package?" And there's a PlayStation staring back at me. Um, but I texted my financial uh, advisor and manager. I was like, "Yo, I need to send five hundred dollars to my buddy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, this is oh. Go ahead. Oh, one one thing that I wanted to bring up too, since Logan brought up the market share or like the amount of money they make off of Call of Duty alone from PlayStation. And it's not, of course, it's not the same as acquiring a whole company, but I feel mm-hmm. like a big part of that is because of how much Sony invested in the PS3 and PS4 years of having oh, yeah. like exclusive maps just on PlayStation or, yeah. you know, yeah, they th- have th- this is definitely this. this is definitely after years of Sony trying to align <laughs> themselves with Call of Duty. Right. Uh, like personally, I, uh, I like autonomy, and I think mm-hmm. companies being autonomous are a good thing. Um, especially companies like uh, the Dalek. What's that? It's the Lord of Ring Golem Company. Oh yeah, no fuck. <laughs> Maybe if Sony or Microsoft owned them. <laughs> we could have gotten a, a game that was okay, and that studio would still exist. I mean, or I we could have got a Redfall Golem crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I, you know, it's good to get like, hey, uh, Sony approaches Bungie and like, hey, uh, do you want to develop a game for our console uh, exclusive? Like, here's some money for development. I think that is a completely like appropriate relationship. Um, but this mass like buyout of the industry is just like fucking gross. Bungie's acquisition too has already had like material effects on the Sony ecosystem, considering that like factions has been MIA and the, the rumor is because Bungie looked at it and didn't, didn't see a strong enough live service model to it. And so it's factions. It's the the last last multiplayer project. Oh, and I mean like, I know I'm speaking personally for myself. I loved factions in the original game, but like the fact that now factions is being held back because, because Bungie granted, they are the live service experts, but they, they don't think that factions was strong enough as a live service game. We're not getting it. Isn't that an example though, then of acquisitions making for better products across the, across like the whole division. Well, I well, mean, that, potentially, that... but the way I see it is, we aren't getting that product. No, I'm, I'm not saying the game's been canceled, right? But, but like uh, the the original idea they had uh, wasn't strong enough by Bungie standards, and so now the game's held back, and so right. we as so consumers wait, Bungie... are missing out. Right? Bungie was and developing Bungie standard is Destiny, no, which like... no. Uh, Bungie <laughs> has kind of taken on the role of like consulting with all live service projects for Sony. So so, Interesting. so every live service game has to work with Bungie and they kind of like have been coaching what games ha- are more likely to succeed than others. And in the Last of Us multiplayer game, a game that I don't think the point was to be necessarily a quote unquote live service game. It was just yeah. a multiplayer game. It Now it's it's forcing multiplayer games into being live service games. Got it. Got and, it. Which, and that's that's not necessarily bad, but I don't think that's good either. 
Which, yeah. which well, that I'll, makes I'll me disagree worry. and say I think that is bad because now they have to operate at the vision of an yeah. outside company instead of being yeah. able to put through their own artistic vision. And on and top that's... of that, I just feel like it's such a skewed perspective to look at because they're looking at it compared to how profitable could, profitable it could be compared to Destiny and like what the fuck is yeah. profitable compared to Destiny. Yeah, yeah. and that that uh, like a couple of things from that that's gotta breed animosity in the mm-hmm. industry. If um fucking uh you know there's a a game convention and like Naughty Dog is next to the Bungie booth. They're like, no, fuck these guys. They they tanked our factions game. Um, and also that <laughs> kind of makes me worried for Marathon. But I feel like I feel like everything we're talking about that was just speculation based on like leaks and very little information though. Like we don't have any actual yeah. solid I mean, yeah. fa- like. What There's the no f- actual solid foundation. Maybe like maybe Bungie and Naughty Dog are really good friends, and Naughty that Bungie's like, "Hey, we think you should do this," and they're like, "That's a really good idea," and it's all positive. You know, like it's. I, I mean, yeah, you, you're right. Yeah, there, but there, that's, there but definitely that's also, is like we're hold, creating a narrative. Hold on, I yeah. hold on. I'm personally offended by this. <laughs> like that's the that's the whole point of the, of the show is to like talk and speculate, and that's that's like yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's like fair. like that is. But it just feels like we're spitting facts, you know. It's what? like we're talking no cap, but really, we, there might be some cap in there. I think I, I, I use those right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I, we're I doing think... we're doing the the CNN and Fox News <laughs> model yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think that anyone is would be listening to us and taking what we're saying as as truth. In in fact, like anyone talking about this right now is is speculating. But I, I think sure, we yeah. we can form like educated guesses on how this is going, right? And and, and like, I feel like th- we have a lot of history of knowing how businesses are usually going to react in situations like this, too. Yeah. Uh, th- this is loosely off topic, but I do want to uh, bring up Jim Ryan's qu- quote about like about talking to quote unquote all publishers. I'm sure that's a hyperbole, but. But talking to all publishers and 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 unanimously, they do not like Game Pass because it's value destructive. I that's that kind of verifies something I've thought and said for a while that that is ultimately like what makes me not like Game Pass. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to everything going on with like Netflix and the writer strike and all of that stuff going on, but I all all, all of this coming together at the same time kind of. Uh, exemplifies my thought that uh my issue with game pass is that it's it's created this mindset that games are cheap or free and that is ultimately bad and that and it's it i don't think game pass created that narrative i think that started with streaming services Mm, and 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 that's and that's an issue that netflix is facing right now in that with the writer strike going on they've they've been focusing more on like South Korean content and there've been reports coming out where like squid games creator didn't get residuals off of that, but it made Netflix nine, nine million dollars or, or, or added like, like nine, 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 whatever million billion to, to their valuation. It, it fuck Netflix. It, if, if we, if we ultimately all of these entertainment mediums that we enjoy are creative projects that people have to make. And if the people making them can't make money, they are going to quit making these things. It, like all, all, all these South, 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 all, 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 all these, all these fucking South. 
I can't talk. <laughs> all of these South Korean creators and stuff who are, aren't being paid for their work because because they have these like roundabout ways of not paying them. Uh, that that's ultimately bad. They are going to quit acting in these things. They're going to quit taking these jobs. That's going to create less content for us to 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 watch. And 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 that applies to games too. That if if all of the money coming into this is from Microsoft. At what point is Microsoft going to quit losing money on this? If yeah, it, it, I, I I don't know if I put it in the doc, but there was something about how um, to to equal out what Microsoft would be losing by making by making Call of Duty exclusive, they would need a another million or two million Game Pass users a year to make up for that money. That's not sustainable. That's just not sustainable. There is not money coming into this, and I think that's what Jim Ryan's talking about. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I know for a fact, uh, Take Two's CEO—I don't remember his name—but I know recently he said a similar thing where the the these the leaders of these huge publishing companies aren't a fan of of these services like Game Pass because even Jim Ryan said or, or no it wasn't Jim Ryan it was a it was it was it was a it was it was something Bobby Kotick said that he he's seen these companies m- moving their content to these subscription services and as a result their businesses have suffered I, I i think these are the people we should be paying attention to when it comes to the viability of game pass because these are the experts in this industry. If, yeah, like if, I would if, if the biggest publishers out there don't support this business model because it doesn't make them money, well, then it's not making money. Like I, I would push. Well, I'll push back the, on. Sorry, I'll push ahead, back Josh. on that a little bit because it's it's a big difference when it's a Take Two or an Activision. Their games cost like tens of millions of dollars to put out, and they're not in any danger of not selling enough copies to make. Pro- uh, to make profit on like a call of duty or a mm-hmm. grand theft auto. Like those are pretty much guaranteed money makers and it goes straight to their pocket. So they have no incentive to like, that's true to see game pass as a positive, but then I, you know, I, you turn I, around. I think, I think on the flip side of that though, that that's a sign that game pass isn't the model because if game pass did make that kind of money, they would be putting those games on game pass, but they don't. And, the, and that's like, what what's the biggest game that's launched day and date on Game Pass exclusively? I, I, I personally don't know. I feel like that. Tons. I feel like it's a bit subjective, but I mean, I could personally speaking, like I'm a big fan of Forza, and that's different because that's their. Well, mm-hmm. also too, just to reframe it a little bit, I'm. I guess it depends what you're looking to get out of Game Pass. Like when I signed up for Game Pass, I never expected to get like Grand Theft Auto and all this stuff. I just, I personally got it because a lot of the Microsoft exclusives, as rare as they are, I knew I would probably be, I knew I'd probably be getting them on day one. So Mm -hmm. if they release two games a year that already paid for my year of Game Pass and then everything else is just extra. And I I got it because I don't pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same line as Josh, but then also the, beyond that, then the like, amount of games that i never would have looked at twice that i fell in love with because of that like has been one of the best things for me as a gamer like in years mm-hmm. i would say have you have right. you gone on have you gone on to purchase those games some of them yeah yeah i yeah. bought copies for friends like well i mean that's uh that is that is something that i would love and i don't know how that metric would be 
tabulated, but I would love to see in like a, a perfect omnipotent universe. Whoa, this user mm. played this game, mm -hmm. went out and purchased it, and then purchased mm -hmm. gift copies and bought DLC because the DLC is not part of it. So I've yeah. like mm -hmm. played the base game and then been like, well, I need more of this. And then uh, like N now I like, even like cheap stuff like Vampire Survivors, which I like probably wouldn't have tried if it wasn't for Game Pass. And then now I've like sent a copy to you, Shane. I've bought it on my Steam Deck with the DLC. I bought the DLC on the Xbox. Like I never would have given it the time of day otherwise. But that that actually uh, posits another question. Um, I purchased. Like one of my favorite games ever that I tried out on Game Pass is Snowrunner. Snowrunner, and I bought it on Steam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that's one thing I was going to say too. A lot of times, if there's a game I really like on Game Pass and I want to keep playing it after it leaves Game Pass, I usually buy it on PlayStation. But <laughs> I guess it's still a, it's still a sale for the publisher at the <laughs> end of the day. Sony still wins but... in the end. Hell right. yeah! <laughs> but if Microsoft owns all of those things, how does that change the equation? Yeah, yeah, which is why overall I'm against the mass acquisition. But mm -hmm. like, and and I've 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 recently um, had like I like I, I can't remember what it was that made me go this uh, this route, but I've made a personal um, like decision. Like, if I need to buy a consumer electronic uh, anything. I will buy a Sony. Um, I, I, I can't I can't remember what it was, but like typically in my experience, Sony consumer electronics um, are, are have some of the best Sony quality or like it's Sony quality. Like you have the Nintendo Nintendo seal of quality you have the the Sony consumer electronic quality. Um, so, uh, you know, if I, you know, heaven forbid, uh, buy a non Nintendo console game. I'm gonna buy it on <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I'm on, on that note though. There, there, there have been stuff coming out in this in this court case that uh, alludes to Xbox being forced to give to give eighty twenty splits when to to keep games on Xbox platforms, whereas the industry stand, standard is seventy thirty, meaning Microsoft's taking less money from sales to keep these games on their services just, just, which is just another way of microsoft not making money and i i think uh uh i could be misremembering there was a a class action lawsuit against steam uh a number of years ago where they take a 30 percent cut and when that was all when that was in the news in the milieu Somebody from Microsoft said, "Like, hey, we only take a twelve percent cut," and I, th I think, I think I, I could be misremembering. Um, was it Microsoft? Somebody said, "Like, hey, we take." No, oh, it might have been Epic. Somebody's like, "We take, we only take a twelve percent cut." Mm -hmm. um, so, all right, disregard that tangent. But no, yeah, like ult ult ultimately, I want to say, like, I recognize that Game Pass as a consumer is incredible. It is it is the the best value proposition available. I just worry about the longevity of it for the games industry because I I worry that not enough money is going to be entering the market to keep things at the quality we expect. If games are costing $200 million to make and take 5 6 7 years I think that's game, game unsustainable with or without Game Pass, though. Like I mean, that you, is like that 
can't yeah. Yeah. continue. And Game Pass I, accelerates it for sure. Like, And, you know, we're, we're focusing so much on Game Pass specifically, but Sony itself has its own Game Pass equivalent now. So it's like... I, I, I think they, they are starkly different, though, because so, Sony's approach hasn't been the same day and date. They, a, a lot of their stuff is more like legacy content and stuff that's been available. But that's because it would be that would be bad for Sony because like Sony's exclusives are their biggest sellers aside from yeah. Call of Duty. And is yeah, and, so. and they've had and they've had third party games show up on day one too because I think Stray right Stray that was has, a pretty yeah. big pub, that was a pretty big deal when Stray debuted day and date on the PlayStation Plus service. It was like one of the yeah. first games they had on it. It, it was it was the very first one after after relaunching PS Plus. Yeah. Oh, and isn't right, yeah. isn't isn't the the PlayStation uh, service considerably more expensive than Xbox? Yeah, uh, depending on the tier that you choose, it's more complicated for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, t- I know, t- I've, I've heard I've heard Derek the most expensive the tier, tier just yeah, like the most expensive tier just gives you access to the Sony backwards compatibility catalog, so streaming it, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but so I, the, I, the I, I feel like when equivalent. Like with the third party games and all that, that's pretty comparable to mm. what Game Pass is, except they don't give you 50 ways to get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, yeah, like you're like, there's just not enough money going into this stuff as you do your searches for your free Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really against this. But, but, I will but, search this on Bing for more information. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, Derek, Derek, what you were saying that like the like Sony's first party games are their money makers. I feel like that statement needs to be applied to Xbox too. That their first party I mean they don't games, have any first party games right now. So But yeah. but but they their first party games should be their money makers. <laughs> right. And, and and I and they even recognize that in in the fact that like Starfield they're incentivizing you to actually buy it now too by like you can play it early if you buy it. It's but still that's free, like it, that's like all the, that's it. like every big game these days today too though. But I I feel like that's really telling for Game Pass though in that their approach has always been day and date. But now it's like I I I I just feel like that says something about their business model that they they're really trying to get sales too. And 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 I think that that's a part that isn't brought up in the Game Pass conversation a lot is that the the opportunity cost of not making those sales. How much more money could Microsoft be making if they were selling games? Listen, I just want to say uh, I've completely changed my stance. Microsoft is the best company ever because I'm I'm on the Bing homepage. And without Microsoft and without the excellent products and services they offer, like Bing.com, I would not have known that Taylor Swift stage malfunctioned during Era's tour in Cincinnati. Her trap door did not open and she had to quickly run backstage. <laughs> I saw that on TikTok a couple days ago. Yeah, that's great. Um, but I like I feel like the early access thing. That's like not. That's like everybody's doing that these days. And I think for yeah. something like like Starfield is such a fucking hyped game that like you, literally you can get it with your fifteen dollar or whatever subscription. But what? like the fact like that's a big enough game that people would pay for early access, which well, they also do with games that they purchase like by getting the deluxe edition or whatever that gives you five days earlier access there's there's a a note here uh microsoft bought bethesda after hearing starfield quote might be a playstation exclusive like that's pretty fucking like dirty like oh we 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 gotta buy bethesda and and that's why acquisition season is so it, it worries me so much because this this is just going to keep happening nothing is going to cost what activision costs 
And if and I mean the fact that if this deal goes through, honestly, an, an even scarier thing for me is that if if Microsoft doesn't acquire this, Tencent's going to. <laughs> I, I, I would bet my money Tencent will buy Activision if this does not go through. And I also hate that. I, I honestly hate that even more. I want this to go through because I'm confident that's the alternative. But I just, I just, this all just feels so gross to me. That 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 the way that the future of gaming is going to play out is anytime there's a promising game behind the scenes, it's going to be whoever can throw the most money at it to get it exclusive. And I, that's just yeah. not good for the industry. Sounds like your problem is with capitalism. Uh, yes, it very much. So. <laughs> I, I I bitch about capitalism all the time, <laughs> but but yeah, like. I I I, j- I don't like this kind of consolidation. Right. And I I f- I feel like people rooting for consolidation like this are missing the forest for the trees in that like y- yes, you might get some more free games on Game Pass, but how how many of these studios are going to be closed? How how, how many studios that have been bought by Embracer Group or Microsoft or, or Sony or like EA, how many of those studios have been closed? I mean, the, the the number one I think of pandemic that they made like the original Battlefront games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those those games were incredible. I love those games. And that studio was just closed. We're never going to get get those again. And the Dead Space Studios gone. Mm-hmm. Visceral is it? Was visceral. that visceral? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I do want to. I do want to give Logan full credit for using not seeing the forest for the trees. That's like one of my favorite idioms. I, I love that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. One of my favorite. Favorite idioms. Um, is there anything like uh, we want to? We are uh, at an hour. Is there anything that we want? Uh, any final thoughts on uh, Microsoft, Sony, Josh, or Microsoft uh, Activision, Josh? Um, not particularly. I feel like again, the Activision, Activision specifically. I feel like it would be a net positive just to get rid of the people who are running it now. But, this <laughs> mm-hmm. acqui- but yeah, this you, acquisition on in that general, note, is though, just... which is fucking wild that after all of that, like, the, like they haven't changed. Like he's still there, and like, like I think it's because he those... knows what he's doing. He, he like like Kodak might be a toxic piece of shit, but <laughs> he, I mean, in the in the like late nineties or two thousands, wasn't Activision like on its deathbed and he took over and now look at them like i honestly i think microsoft would be smart to put bobby Kotick in in a, in a microsoft leadership position <laughs> they shouldn't do that but i think he's proven he's a good businessman and i mean if this deal goes through he's just going to get even richer too so it's like i, 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 I think I, it was I, I don't know which yeah. which is worse i think it was announced at the time of the where they were planning the acquisition that he would he was remaining until the acquisition went through and then Mm-hmm. I don't know. He'd get like a hundred billion dollars, not really, but Bobby a lot Kodak. of money, and then he'd be gone. Bobby Kotick, huge, great, great businessman. You know, I see him. I come in and say, "Hey, he's a good businessman." Bobby Kotick. I saw him on that island. <laughs> but, but, but not. I, I mean, like, the, the 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 whole aspect that, like, no matter what, Co- like he he's he's gonna win. He wins regardless. E- either yeah, right. either this deal goes through and he gets whoever wins we lose <laughs> yeah i mean legitimately like i mean yeah like, he's gonna make money regardless but at least hopefully people won't be like killing themselves after being raped at company parties either yeah holy shit <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe that my old co-worker worked at activision <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs>
Uh, um, Sometimes I think back to that time when Michaela was like, why do you talk to him? <laughs> this is one of those moments. Listen, Michaela likes me. She loves me. So she's she's just being funny. All right. It's okay, <laughs> it's okay baby. Um, I would... Um, uh, Let's put a little, little, little pin in the. Yeah, I, I, I feel like generally speaking, we've covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about with that. Uh, I, I don't really know what what else there would be to say other than yeah. just rehashing things. But, but I, and um, I, I to, do want to point out yeah. before we move on though that under oath, Phil Spencer has said Call, Call, Call of Duty w- wouldn't be removed from PlayStation. Under oath, he said that. I just want to point that out. So, um, so no so, more so PlayStation when, exclusive content. That's fine. I it, one thing that has me very intrigued. Microsoft related. Has anybody recently been to Zune.net? It's back. It's back? Know. No. So Zune.net in the last month has an update. Interesting. But, um, they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they've been posting, uh, reviving a Microsoft Zune in 2023. And like all these other. Is like, Zune.net a fan site or is it like an official? No, it's that's official. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the Microsoft like audio player in Windows 10 and 11 uh, in like the subsystem is still called Zune. Um, so like hmm. I don't know, they just roll. So maybe they should like take some of this money that they're going to spend on game publishers and bring it back and, and actually uh, create something for once. Yeah, instead um, of just buy it. What was it? The, does anybody remember so the, the Microsoft Kin? <laughs> no, no. It, it was a uh, smartphone that they released that was on the market for fifty three days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, <wow>. yeah. <laughs> uh, and this this was like in the BlackBerry era. All right. I got, let's talk about some games, because this is the first time I've had game content in a couple of shows. Amazing. Why don't you start? I So, uh, some time ago, I was on YouTube uh, looking for sick vids to watch, and there's a, a account that I subscribe to called Operator Drewski, um, and he does like Milsim game content, and he had a, he had a fucking vid uh, for six days in Fallujah, and I was like, what the fuck and it was like six days in fallujah out now on steam early access and i lost my goddamn mind um so uh I've this talk- was like the development hell like for since the 2000s sort of mm-hmm. thing right yeah so let me which which this goes <clears throat> this goes into what i think is like th- th- there's an interesting thing about this that um uh, I, I don't know how to quantify uh, like the topic, but just how people view stuff over time. So uh, Six Days in Fallujah, uh, if nobody's familiar with it, it's a game uh, made by Marines that were in the city of Fallujah, uh, which was like the, like the, the worst battle um, since World War II uh, going to the city of Fallujah in Iraq. Um, Iraq yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like people were getting fucking slaughtered. And this was the first time um, that Marines had to do like house to house clearing. Like they had to clear this city. And it's just a tightly, densely packed Middle Eastern city. Um, and so it was, it was made by Marines that were there. 
And so it was originally supposed to uh, start a development in 2006 and Konami was going to publish it. And I remember vividly like, well, this is, this sounds like a cool fucking game. And I remember seeing all, I think, uh, Jeff Keighley, uh, uh, Jeff Keighley was like, had been invited onto Fox news a bunch to like, be like, you're a video game guy. Tell us about this. Like when like mass effect was coming out and there was like, mm-hmm. a, you could fuck an alien. Like he was like on there as like, no, you guys are like, why are you getting up? This is, this isn't an M rated game. This is not for children. Like children shouldn't play this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember, uh, like all the Fox news righties, uh, were up in arms about the, the thought of this game. Like this is going to dishonor the Marines that died in Fallujah. This is terrible. And there was all this negative press from the, the, you know, the fucking Fox news crew, um, or, you know, that milieu, that type of, you know, talking media heads. And Konami was like, Whoa, Whoa, what's going on? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like they had no idea. They were just publishing, you know, you know, and this is me inserting myself as Mr. Konami, but it's like, yo, war game. Okay, cool. Yeah. Put it out. Why not? And, uh, so all this bad press came and Konami's like, ah, nah, we don't want to be on Fox News. <laughs> so <laughs> it disappeared for years. Mm-hmm. And then I think two or three years ago, uh, it popped back up like, hey, we're still making this game. Here's a trailer. Here's what we're doing. And um, then this is, you know, a uh, decade plus since it was originally in the news. And now it's all like the hardcore left saying this is a terrible game this this mm-hmm. a, this is like war crimes and this is telling like this is going to uh, increase uh, racial hatred for middle easterns and it's it, it's so interesting to me to see that the exact same topic has hatred from both of like the terrible uh, uh polarized opposites of the United States political spectrum it, it just because I think the people that are up in arms about it now don't remember it from 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it, that's just an interesting thing to me that like, hey, you guys have a common <laughs> like a common thing that you like. You have a common mm-hmm. grievance uh, just for different reasons. So um, I, oh, I, I just want to say I'm so glad that the game is finally coming out. Because, like, yeah, what everyone's saying, like, yeah, this is horrible, war crime shit, that's the point. Yes. That's the very reason this needs to exist. We are not supposed to feel good about shit, it. Like, yeah, th- we cannot let shit like this be swept under the rug. We should be aware of these war crimes, because they were fucking terrible. Yeah, and um, there's, um, so, the game is made by um, Marines that were there. Um, they have interviews with marines that were there you actually play as some of these characters or these real guys that that were there that lived um and they also have interviews with um people that lived in fallujah that were just normal people that weren't part of the um uh like the terrorists that had taken over the city uh which were which i've learned were proto isis like these guys came from other countries to like set up shop in Fallujah, and like they've then turned into ISIS. Um, so there's citizens that live there, like yo, this like 
These aren't us. These are people literally from other countries that are hoofing it over to Iraq to fucking shoot Marines. So it's, t- it's terrible. Terrible war crimes. Uh, a lot of people died. It's not a, it's not a good um, situation. And like Logan said, like it's good that it's like out because you can see like just how fucking shitty of a situation it was. Um, so the game is out in early access on Steam. And the big um, draw to it is the there's a, an interview with one of the Marines th- that ran a fire team that said, the only way to make sure that we knew this city was clear is to clear every single house. And you do not know what the layout of a building is until you go into it. And so the big gimmick for this game is that it's procedurally generated. And every time you play, each building and even like the neighborhood will change. And there's a really cool shot in the trailer of showing like all the buildings change um, and like the layout changes. And it's all um, procedurally generated. And you have to go in and clear each house and like you don't know. Um, so there's, uh, so I got the game on early access and. Um, did um it's it's very early access but they have a a pretty um coherent roadmap it's they're planning to release it this time next year and um they uh they already have a matchmaking system like and you need to play this with three other people like there is there's no way there, there are gonna be like solo story missions and there's no ai right now um but damn i am blown away um at like how real this game is um there's uh there's four missions right now um and there's um uh so say like uh so everything's procedurally generated but there'll be like um on the map there will be like landmarks so there's one mission where you're walking up with an apc and you have to go uh into a building that is like the stronghold for this like a group of terrorists and the objective is go in clear the building and then defend the building from a counterattack. and uh around the building there's all these landmarks so like right in front of the building there's always going to be a park but the content of the park is different every time so there'll be a slide or like a jungle gym or like a sandbox like everything is different so there's key landmarks uh that are going to be the same but they're different every single time and that blew me away like i think that's like one of the best uses of procedural generation i've experienced firsthand Mm -hmm. and this is this game is wildly intense intense um super realistic damage um there's um like the weapons are real you feel really like underpowered and like there's um of a similar like ammunition management to like Tarkov where you have to eject the magazine, look at the magazine and see like, Oh, there's this many bullets left in the magazine. There's not like a live counter. Um, the, uh, buildings, the interior buildings are fucking dark. Like you have to have flashlights and there's, there's, there's one, 
uh, soldier class that doesn't have a flashlight on, on the main weapon uh, to the, the M249 saw. So you have to rely on your teammates to like provide you light. Um, and the only like, uh, if you want to have a flashlight, you have to switch to your pistol. Uh, the, th- the, the thing that impressed me the most besides the procedural generation is the, um, uh, soundscape. So it's, uh, it's live. It's a hot mic all the time. Like you have to have a microphone and it's, uh, there's no like, that's push, interesting. There's no push to talk and it's all, um, oh, what's the term? Uh, like situ- positional positional. Yeah. It's all positional. And if you get too far away from your teammates, you won't be able to hear them. And that's pretty cool. And to say you're, you're far away from your teammates. Uh, if you hold down space bar, uh, your character will, will like click on a radio and then you could talk to your teammates. So you have to, there's one mission where um, there's uh, injured Marines on the roof of a um, apartment building and there is a uh, um, a minaret, which is like a the the tall tower that's uh, in a mosque where they do the call to prayer. And there's a sniper in the minaret, and you can't shoot the sniper in the minaret because it's a, a religious site, and the, like the rules of engagement are like you can't like the army says or the marines say you can't shoot religious sites. So the whole time you're uh, under attack from the sniper and it's like like the moment you get dinked from it it's just screens black like done um, there is like a like you can get shot and get healed uh, by other teammates um, but so in that that particular map you have to go up each floor by floor clear all the um, the bad guys on each floor Sometimes there'll be like there'll be IEDs that you have to defuse, and you can hear like the timer beeping off on them. Mm. But it is—I've never heard the the last time I was this impressed with sound was. Um, does anybody remember Battlefield Hardline? <clears throat> I didn't. I have yeah, no, I didn't play it though. It's like I, the, yeah, same. It's like it's like um, it was Battlefield set in like a like a CSI type universe. Like the story mode is very CSI, um, <coughs> but the multiplayer maps took place in like city, um, like cityscapes, and hearing like uh, bullets and explosions like echo around buildings mm-hmm. blew me away. This so much cooler because you, all four of you, walk into a building, and you can hear um, like your teammates' voice echo around the corners. <laughs> If they go upstairs, they sound muffled. Um, gunshots are super loud, and like your character will get like you'll have like a ringing in your ear, so it's like difficult to uh, hear people. And then you know you have to like chirp into the microphone. Totally blown away um, <coughs> by this. Uh, this is it's forty dollars on Steam right now. Very early access. I had a, I've had a number of crashes with just the Unreal Engine just. Eh, eh, shit the bed um though granted i was having so many crashes i was like i think something might be wrong with my computer (laughs) (laughs) and i investigated that my um my overclock on my uh cpu i had done i've had done improperly for years 
and I was like, damn, that fucking explains everything which i was trying i was like diagnosing my graphics card because i thought my graphics card overclock was crashing no it was a cpu like i had it way too like overcooked um and it it was fine like it'd be fine for like lighter games but this thing like just it's early it's unoptimized um so it's really stressing the system and so thank you for having an unoptimized game that maybe uh, <laughs> diagnosed a problem. Uh, but the reviews, like everybody loves it. The, the, the problem that I run into, and I haven't done like, I, it's weird. I felt nervous to like click matchmaking. I'm like, oh, I don't want to like mm-hmm. talk, talk to people. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'll play I'll, I'll play with strangers because this game is really fun um there are some fucking amazing people like i played with some like guys that were like actually marines and there was a oh, guy really? there was a guy in the subreddit that's like yo i was in fallujah uh my therapist at the va <laughs> said i should play this game really <laughs> and i was like whoa that's fucking cool that's really interesting um i was playing with a guy that was like yeah i'm going to army basic next week <laughs> Like, a, like I played with a lot of military dudes, Air Force guys, uh, and the guys that were in the military are really good people to play with. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you have to like constantly be communicating. Uh, you have to tell, like, tell, um, like everybody where you are. So if you're entering a room, uh, and that you think like. So like your teammate could be on the other side. You have mm-hmm. to like call like friendly, friendly, friendly. Um, like if you're going across the street, you have to like right, last man across. Um, and uh, there's uh, there's someone who's a leader of the fire team that can um, he gets a uh, a rifle with a scope and an underbarrel grenade launcher. There's a regular rifleman. <coughs> there's a breacher who gets a shoddy, uh, and you can like blow off the hinges of doors. And then there's a guy with a, uh, a saw, um, light machine gun. And uh, I seem to get the light machine gun a lot. So something I would do is like if we go into a two-story building and we clear the ground floor, I would stay at the in the ground floor and wait for, you know, run security. Because uh, people would, would um, AI would run in constantly and like run up the stairs and fucking blow us up. And since I didn't have a flashlight, I didn't want to be like clearing a room. So I'd be sitting yeah. there like watching the doors. Um, super, uh, super stoked. They have a really good roadmap. Um, the, but <clears throat> matchmaking, you get some fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get some fucking idiots. There was one guy <clears throat> that uh, just, I don't know, man, just felt, uh, f- felt he had to have conversations with his mom. <laughs> and like like i remember he's like what is this this is a fucking starbucks card i'm like yo did you get coffee you get coffee and he just was like ignoring me and then like you <laughs> yeah. hear him like get up and walk outside he's like hey is this for me the starbucks card no there's a starbucks card on my desk dude this- it's 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 that fucking whitest kids you know skit from decades ago where it's like in 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 in, in like a call of duty type game and it's their avatars and one of them's just like Mom, I wasn't even there. No, mom, I wasn't there. No, yes. like 
hearing this this dude who sounded like an adult male being like, "Yo, is this is this mine? Like Starbucks? Like how much is on it? Oh, okay, twenty five. Okay, or or all right, man. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool." And I'm sitting there like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> like nobody gives a fucking damn. But uh, if you have a PC, if you have Steam. Uh, I don't know. It is not even remotely authorized or not uh, like approved on Steam Deck. Uh, so it's like if you get it on Steam Deck, Derek, it's it's a gamble. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I, I I'm totally all in. Uh, I've put so, so this might be the time to play Warzone now that all the actual Marines <laughs> have an actual Marine game to play. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I, I'm I'm stoked. Does anybody have any any questions or, or anything like pique their interest? Because uh, I could talk about this all day. I think I've, yeah. I've I've been really curious about it. Like I've 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 been like watching this for 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 the past few years since it was like reannounced. Because like like I said, I just I think it's great it exists, and I I do not want anything to happen to this game because it's one of those games that it's like. This this is one of those games that I, I I'm gonna bring up. That's like g- games aren't entirely about fun. Some some games are about not being fun, but telling you like, something like very power, important, like Power Wash Simulator. That game's fun. <laughs> fuck the off. most not fun game I've ever had. It's fun. Fuck <laughs> off. But but no, I like I I'm confident there's going to be a generation of people who will not have ever heard about Fallujah before this. Oh yeah, and and this is going to tell them that story, and that's important. Like, and uh, it's it's interesting because I think these interviews with um, the like the Marines and the the citizens of Fallujah at the time were filmed back in the two thousands because there's like like weird artifacts really? in the video, and it looks upscaled, um, and the people in. <clears throat> Uh, that that were citizens there. They were filmed uh, like in shadow, so pro- like it was probably still a a hot environment. That it's like, yo, if my face gets out that I talk to Americans, like someone's gonna come kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Did you have anything, Derek? No, I think you did a really good job of explaining it. I'd be interested to like. I don't think I could ever play it. Just like, not not based on the content, but like <laughs> the matchmaking always hot mic, like nothing. Yeah, it's it's a bit rough. Like I've heard, <clears throat> like I got into a match, and like people on the subreddit are like, "Oh, I hate the hot mic. Like there mm. has to be a." Push. Do you think they might change that? No. Based on the no, kind of the point, no. I feel right. Um, perhaps, but when you load into matchmaking, there's a a pop up that says your mic is going to be always on. Uh, okay, it is yeah. crucial that you are constantly talking to your teammates and you like, so there, there was an explicit like, Hey, your mic is on. Uh, it's always going to be on. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And then you have to like click accept or like, okay. To like get the window to go away. So like the few times people have been like, I don't like hot mic. I need push to talk. Um, and ever, and the developers like, mm, it's, it's, like designed to like be it and there's also people that are complaining about like what i can't pick my loadout i can't like Mm. customize my gun and then at the same time people are like well this was 
like 2003, 2005, um, you know, Marines, like you, you get what you get. Like, hey, you, this is your gun. Like, yeah, it's like I, I, I think a lot of people have this idea that like war is like Call of Duty. <laughs> Where it's yeah. like you, you you get to pick what what you get. It's like no, basically everyone gets the same thing, and uh, you got to just figure it out. Yeah, and so like the like the, if you're the fire team leader, you get a you get a scope and you get an underbarrel. Um, that <clears throat> that um, it, it's it, it reminds me of Tarkov, just like movement and everything. Um, and and Tarkov is a very heavy like customize your gun like um. I don't know if anyone's seen like the gunsmith um, for Escape from Tarkov, but you can like go all the way down to changing the fire pin and the gas system, Jeez. and like like you can get really into like uh, you can change the you know how many rails are on the gun. Uh, so I think because this has a realism level to Escape from Tarkov, people are like wanting that, and also like the Call of Duty crowd. Um, I, I feel like it should be more compared to like Hell Let Loose, though. Yes, yes. Like I, I think that's a more fair comparison because th- in that game, it's it's similar. Where it's like, yeah, you just kind of, I think you do get to like pick a class between like a couple, but they're largely the same. And it's like you don't really customize anything. It's like you you can either have an M1 Garand or if you're lucky, maybe a Tommy gun, and yeah. that's it. It, it reminds me. Uh, has anybody played America's Army? Uh, no, no, it was, were, uh, were those PS2 games? Um, no, that was like the recruiting tool, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the, oh. the American army, uh, propaganda tool. <clears throat> to, oh. America's uh, army made this video game. It was called America's <laughs> army. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, uh, which I, I played the shit out of America's army, but, uh, even back, like when I, when I, when I, I was the target audience for it, I was like, this is kind of scuzzy they're making a, they're making a game targeted at like 16 year olds and high schoolers so it's like hey uh remember that cool game you played do you want to go die <laughs> <laughs> like um but it reminds me of that where uh you just get get a gun and the only time you got to use a different gun is when you had a different role um, so in that game, the only way that you could be a sniper is if you took the sniper class training mission mm. and got the ability to unlock um, the sniper. Or if you wanted to be the medic, you actually had to take like a 30 minute medic exam and like that's pass, so cool. Pass the test so you could be the medic. Um, <clears throat> and they were just building your file in the back end. Like, dude, it was like you, you literally sat at a desk and watched a PowerPoint and then took a test afterwards. Um, I love that kind of shit. It's so over the top and stupid, but I love it. And, uh, there was one thing in America's army, um, where you had to take the Humvee driving course. And I, I remember the soundbite, like your training sergeant is in the uh, passenger seat. And you get you get in the car, and like if you try to like drive forward, he yells at you for not buckling your seatbelt. You have to hit like K to buckle your seatbelt. This is burned into my memory. Where, where like I tried to drive forward, and he goes, "Buckle your seatbelt, soldier." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay, we're gonna do it like that." Um, the, you didn't turn your turn signal on, bitch. <laughs> and, um, the 
one time I was the fire team leader. Oh, if you're in like a lobby and you're the fire team leader, you can assign roles. So like, okay, does anybody want to be the shoddy? Okay, here you go. Does anybody want to be the saw? Here you go. Otherwise, it's just random. Mm. Um, but I was the fire team leader once that had I had the underbarrel launcher, and we were in the apartment um, map, which the structure of the building is the same, where there's one end of the building has the staircase, and then there's three apartments, but everything on the inside is completely different. And even like there, there can be walls between the apartments. So you can only go in one way, <clears throat> but uh, there was uh, an insurgent in the first apartment on like level two uh, of the building. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just shoot a grenade into this, this building. And I turn around the corner and I go, Punk! cause I, I saw somebody in the hallway and Punk! And, and then my teammate and uh this is something that they should fix but like when teammates die they can still talk to you and they can spectate i think that i think uh oh and um i'll I'll get on the revive system i think that they dead people need to move to a different uh voice channel but i shoot this grenade i kill this person that's in there and our our breacher our shotgun guy goes ah fuck i died (laughs) And and i was like Oh, dude, I killed you. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I think you killed me. I was like, Why were you in there? You didn't tell us you were in the room. He's like, Yeah, I just, I don't know, I got bloodlust and just started going. And, and like the two other guys were like, Dude, you need to tell us when you're like downrange. Um, there's um, the revive system is pretty interesting that um, uh, you get one opportunity to revive all dead teammates. Uh, and you have to go back to your APC and uh, interact with like the back gate. And so whoever's dead will come back as like a just a basic rifleman. Uh, but you can only do it once. So if, mm. if so, if somebody dies and you go back and revive one person, then that's it. That's it. So whereas you could wait until a couple are dead and then it's riskier because you have less guys, but you can get more guys back. That's yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's also, um, because of the randomness, uh, there'll be times where there, there'll be mortar teams that show up on the map, and you have to go find the mortar teams and eliminate them because you'll you could die or your APC can get blown up and then you can't get ammo and you mm. can't revive people. So, not to Bogart, like I'm really stoked about this game. That's um, sweet, but. I'm into it. Um, the only other game I've been playing is Vampire Survivors, and I want Derek to to uh, and uh, Logan to talk about this and <laughs> jo- Josh if he played it. But I do want to say, like Derek gifted it to me, and I was playing so much Fallujah, and I was like, okay, I need to take a break. And so I fired up Vampire Survivors, and I picked uh, the guy with the whip, like the default character. Yeah. And I thought it was a twin stick shooter, and it's not. <laughs> Me too, yeah. And I was like, yo, this guy can only attack left and right. This game fucking sucks. <laughs> Fast forward, I think I have 15 hours on the game. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, That's but, how it goes. But uh, yeah, tell us about Vampire Survivors. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I've been playing, I've played two games, uh, Vampire Survivors, of course, uh, which was just based off of, I think in the last episode, I maybe logan mentioned it and i was like what is it about this game because it like everyone's talking about it but i keep seeing clips and it looks like like just i don't get it and it's not for me um 
and yeah, I don't know, whatever you said, that was led me to want to give it a shot basically. And, and yeah, initially I, um, I, I'll try not to say too much cause I think so much of the joy of the game also comes from like, it doesn't tell you anything. And so, so much of the joy comes from figuring things out as you go along. Um, and you, yeah. So, so the game starts though. And, and, you know the guy's whipping but i'm just like oh fuck there's something wrong with my controller because yeah because i can move them but none of my buttons are doing anything and it just keeps like like shooting the whip every few seconds or something and then uh you know then you come to realize that that's actually how how the game goes but um yeah it's just this like it, it if if you are looking at clips of this game and you think that it looks weird or not for you like i think anybody could play this game to the point where um michaela who she doesn't play like a lot of games. Um, you know, we've been playing some fall guys recently, like uh, mostly it's stuff that's like fairly accessible um, that, that she'll play. But uh, she got back from a trip and I was like, so I want you to try this game. And, oh, and of course the, the night I started it, it was like, I think it was after the day that we recorded that episode and it was like 11 at night or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to hop into bed and I'll give this game a shot. Like see what it's all about. Play it for 20 minutes or something. And then it's like 1 a.m. Like next thing I know type thing. <laughs> like, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the next day wasn't that fun, but uh, but Vampire Survivors was. Um, but yeah, she came back from a trip and, you know, I'm like, you're going to like, I'm going to show you this game. I want you to play it. You're immediately going to think it's not for you, but just like give it a shot. Um, and uh, yeah. And then so. <laughs> So that day, basically, of the first 20 hours since I introduced her to that game, she played it for nine of them. And <laughs> she also, like, the, the game she's played the most, I think, in her life was Stardew Valley. And she's probably put three to 400 hours into it um, across various platforms and, and different farms and stuff. But, you know, I, I think she's been playing for half an hour or something. She's like, Star Who? And I thought that was very funny. Uh and then like the next day after we started playing it, you know, and then so that night it was like she played it. She was just playing on the TV and I was just playing on the Steam Deck like beside her. And so that was that was nice. Um, and that'll be really neat, of course, when the there, uh, on August 17th, there's like a co-op mode coming out, which will be really cool. Um, but yeah, they we were at like a concert the next night and like at the concert, she like leans over me, to me and she's like, I just wish I was playing Vampire Survivors. <laughs> and uh, I think even she's that like, night, being she surrounded was like, in this crowd makes me think of Vampire Survivors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think even even that night when we were like going to bed, she's like, I just closed my eyes and I see the gems and stuff. And it was just fucking hilarious. But it's super accessible. And it's like it was neat watching her start it the day after I had played it because it's like the first time certain things happen, you know, like you come to a realization, you're like, Oh, Holy fuck. Or something like that. Or like, Oh shit, that's amazing. And so seeing her come to like hit those same moments that I did and have the same exact reaction, it was just like, I don't know, just super neat. And it was like, this game just seems so like designed in such a calculated way to like give you that experience. And, and um, yeah, like I think she's put about 20 hours into it. This is just over the past week or so. And I'm probably at about 15 hours as well. And uh, it's super fun. And it's like pretty easy to like easy to understand and like easy to jump in and out of. Well, sorry, it's impossible to jump out of because you can't stop once you start. <laughs> That's um, the main reason I don't play. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a short list of games I don't allow myself to play. Yeah, yeah. Civilization games mm-hmm. and Vampire Survivors. Those are the are time machines. And I will lose yes, days of yes. my life. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's neat in the, that there's like an, you know, it's kind of got some roguelike elements in that, like there's, 
small improvements you can make to your character between runs. And uh, there's like an un- kind of an unlockables list where like there's a bunch of uh, basically goals that you have that are just like things to do within a run. Like it might be, you know, do this with this character or find this thing on the map, all of that sort of stuff. And they, they can unlock more potential weapons. And uh, there's also DLC, which I think there's two DLC packs and they're like a dollar each or something like that. So oh, I didn't know there was like DLC. That. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. It adds like a bunch more weapons and a couple more maps and and. Uh, a whole bunch more things in terms of the like unlockables, so the little goals and everything like that. But I, it it's a phenomenal game, and if uh, you know if you play games, I'm sure you've heard people talking about it, and it's for a good reason. And it, it's super cheap. I think it's so it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's like about five bucks on Steam, I think, and then a couple bucks for the DLC. Uh, it's free to download if you uh, for Android and iOS, uh, and then the the DLC is a couple bucks there too. But really easy to jump into and if you have seen clips and think that looks weird it's not for you like try I it. thought the exact same thing yeah and... like it, it, you might not think it's for you it's for you <laughs> yeah, yeah um i yeah. do i do like um so like you like when you kill enemies they drop gems and when you hit a certain threshold you level up and then you mm-hmm. have an option to either upgrade your current weapon or purchase another weapon or buff so you have equipment and your character can have, I think, at one I think point, it's twelve. Yeah, uh, and that could be spread. Uh, I think you could have six buffs and six weapons, and um, like, and, and then if you have like a combination of like uh, this weapon and this buff, you can unlock like the spoilers. Man, you're spoiling it. Well, <laughs> just play the game. Just play, play the game. Play the game. But yeah. I had you could just have all these weapons like leveled up and it, you're just like a bubble of death and you're walking through. And when you see like a clip of that happening, you're like, how is what the fuck is happening? How are you <laughs> like, what is going on? How is this possible? But it, it makes sense once you're through, once you're in it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't get it. And then I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. clicked. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh, have you played vampire survivor? Yeah, I played it back when it first came to Game Pass, and uh, yeah, I had a similar you experience tell us? where I thought, well, I mean, I didn't get into it nearly as much as you guys. I think I played it for like an hour or two and haven't played he's, it since. He's saving but... it for when it's leaving Game Pass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, yeah, I played it a little bit. I had a similar experience where I thought, what, like, how the, how the fuck do you attack? Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why isn't anything working? And then realize, you know, everything's kind of automatic and you're just essentially all you really do is move your character for the most part. And then the attacks just kind of do their thing. But I have, yeah, a, qu- no, I have a, really, I have a quick question for the group uh, huh. play, playing this game. I realized I don't know the right way to hold a joystick. Uh, cause I caught, I, cause I caught myself and I'm holding my steam deck here. I caught myself. Like if I'm, if I'm moving down, just holding the top of the joystick like that, yeah, and then and then I tried to just put my thumb in the center, but like it was too slippery. Like I'm sliding. So how do you hold yeah, a joystick? How do I you think, hold a joystick? So like <laughs> like top of the thumb is like slightly over. Uh, top of the thumb's like slightly over. So mostly yeah. it's just rotating, but specifically for down, I feel like it's an actual like pull down, okay. like versus just having it on the front. Because yeah, it does slip off absolutely. Like, um, so, it's so funny you asked that because I was just telling Derek before we started. Like since I cut my thumb. Uh, the the day I cut my thumb that night, I was playing Call of Duty with some of my friends, and I had to like 
claw hold my controller <laughs> to like use my thumb but not actually the tip of my thumb so i was just like palming one hand on the controller and the other was normal you know what i think it just might be the steam deck mm, that it's more slip you need some uh, control freaks it is uh, very slippery compared to because uh, i just and it's less is it less convex as well it's like um, more it's like a bit flatter it's a bit flatter like i'm holding my uh, DualShock 5. DualSense. Sorry, Logan. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm, I'm holding my DualSense, and I can I can stay centered. Mm, okay. I then pick up my uh, Switch Pro Controller, which it's slippery-ish, but it's this is a really, like, deep dingus. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I guarantee no one else has this. This is a deep cut. Uh, I have my Google Stadia controller. Oh, I've got one of those. It fucking is so uncomfortable. Dude, I love this controller. Really? It feels so good. The joysticks are amazing. They're tight. I think they, the they got they got they got some fucking pop to them. I think it's the sh- I don't like the shoulder buttons. I think. Um, it's basically the Switch Pro, which you probably don't like. They just feel like they're mushy, and I almost feel like they have too much travel. Like the the trigger buttons. Sorry. Uh, let me see what um, they have less travel than the Dual Sense. Mm, okay. Uh, and they Get have... you a dual sense edge, and there's no travel, baby. <laughs> I keep that shit tight as fuck. It's barely ding, 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 ding. That's all um, it takes. I do want to say, if anybody has a Google Stadia controller, uh, you have until December of this year mm-hmm. to turn it into a Bluetooth controller. <laughs> so stop it from being e-waste. Yeah. Um, Wait, and, they're gonna turn off that functionality, right? That doesn't make any like. It's literally just a website you go to and you plug it in. It's and, hardware. Like, well, no, no, because oh, cause, yeah, yeah. Cause, so the controller connects with Wi-Fi because it has less latency. But so they, when Stadia shut down, they they have an update on their website that will basically it's like a firmware update for the controller that'll enable Bluetooth. Yeah, um, <laughs> but which, uh, that's so which, stupid. Which I think I think it is it is stupid, but also at the same time like like. That's a cool move on Google. Like, hey, you have this controller that isn't going to work. Like, here's a free update to make yeah. it a blue. It is blue- weird that it says like a time limit on it, though. I mean, yeah, it, like they're gonna they're just gonna turn off the update. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, you won't yeah. be able to like download it or <laughs> something. Yeah, um, but Josh, what have you been playing? Sorry to sorry to like jump off. You were about to start something. Oh no, I think. Anything I had to say about Vampire Survivor, I think, has been already said. But um, only thing I haven't really had a lot of time to play lately. But the only thing I've been trying to find time to play is Street Fighter Six, since that I was really excited to play it. I think I played it for like a day, and then I just never stopped traveling, so <laughs> I never got a chance to really sit down with it. But I was able to put some time into it yesterday, and like it's really fun. I don't know if you guys seen a lot of the memes or the screenshots and stuff that have popped out, but the way that they do like the battle hub where all the avatars can interact with each other. It's just so great because of um, like with the customization options that they give the characters, you can pretty much give them any proportions you want. So there's just this massive collection of like eight foot tall people with, with tiny arms and (laughs) like people that are like wider than the arcades that you're sitting at. And it's, a lot of the fun just comes from seeing what kind of weird ass avatars are running around in the hub. But is it it's like really imp- Bethesda create a character? Kind of, but this goes w- way beyond it. I think it's like 
they knew what they were doing when they're like when they were setting this up where they're like we're gonna let people make the weirdest creations they could possibly think of and then just have them interact with each other and go crazy how how um, are the titties and the butt um that's a that's a trick question because <laughs> like it's a trick question for like for example like my character has a massive butt but they also look like they're like 800 pounds and like uh, five feet uh, tall so it depends on your definition they, i guess didn't they nerf some character's butt or something no i think people were mad because like all the old characters have like completely new costumes because this game's supposed to take place like years and years after the original one so all uh, the it, old characters it, are older isn't and someone so, homeless? Oh, uh, Ken's pretty much homeless. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think what you're thinking about is like Cammy had a new costume where it's like a, it's like a track jacket with like jogger pants and a sports bra, and like people were initially mad that she didn't have her original costume with the like the, like the one piece uh, with like the thong in the back kind of thing. But mm. like before the game even came out, they they showed that they were that you could buy all of the original like street fighter two costumes. So it was like For a money. <laughs> Who's yeah. the, um... or, or you could go to Chipotle. Like they have this promotion where if you spend a minimum <laughs> of $5 at Chipotle, they give you $5 of street fighter money. Well, that's a fucking deal right there. Damn. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, on the topic of like, I can't, I, I can't remember what I said earlier, but something that is, uh, Oh, Oh, this was off air, but something that I, I say all the time, uh, very in 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 lieu with the like nice tits bitch um there's a does um uh reverend al sharpton had a tv show on msnbc for a while and it um uh it was like there's um like highlight reels of him mispronouncing words from the teleprompter and uh like one of them is like he the word chipotle like of the restaurant like going to chipotle and he pronounced it like and then he went to chipotle (laughs) so like whenever i see chipotle i think chipotle and i think like at one point he was he's uh tried to say skittles but he said skillets candy (laughs) can he read (laughs) so uh who's the um like the brazilian with like the foot like everyone's like, yo, look at her feet. Blanca? <laughs> no, like <laughs> she's got like pigtails and like, like does like she's got like bare feet. Oh, she's uh, she's Korean. That's probably why I got confused. <laughs> uh, jury, she's look, she's been the one from Street Fighter Four. But yeah, her new costume has like these foot wraps and like she's all of her attacks are pretty much foot based. So yeah, like I I never like understood the foot thing. Until like that character, I was like, "Oh, I think I get it." <laughs> well, no, they lean into it. Like her, her like strongest super, like she knocks them down, and then to deliver the last blow, she like picks up their chin with the top of her foot, and it like zooms in really close to it, and it's like yeah, they know they know their audience. <laughs> I'll be I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just cool because it's like you know Street Fighter Five infamously had like zero content aside from playing online, and it really hurt its reputation and its sales. So. This one, they went hard in the other direction. So it's like outside of just being able to play online with people, there's a whole like 20 hour ish story mode where oh, wow. you have a create a character and you run through um, Metro City from Final Fight. Like kind of it's almost like a sequel to Final Fight, oddly enough. But you're kind of like fighting Mad Gear Gang and 
all this other kind of stuff while interacting with other Street Fighter characters. And then there's actually a section in the online hub where you can play a bunch of classic Capcom games. So it's like, oh, neat. there's, so it's like there's Final Fight. They have a bunch of different versions of Street Fighter Two. They have Puzzle Fighter. They have Captain Commando. They have a couple Mega Man games. It's like it's just such a loaded, like such a loaded game with so much to do, especially if you're not interested in playing online. Um, so yeah, overall, I'm still kind of just scratching the surface, but there's just like an overwhelming amount of stuff to do versus the previous game, which had nothing to do. <laughs> like the previous game, I don't know if you guys remember, but the previous game you couldn't even play against the computer originally. Holy, I don't oh, didn't remember damn. that. It was just like it had like a story mode where you could fight the computer in one round matches where the difficulty was set to like super easy, mm-hmm. and that was it. But there was no like standard mode where you could just play with the CPU, let alone with any other that's insane unless you had an online connection so so it's cool that they kind of learned their lesson from this i feel like capcom in general right now is kind of firing on all Mm -hmm. cylinders does it um i get splatoon vibes from this game yeah the like the theme and the vibe of the visuals in this one is more it kind of like has this hip-hop vibe but then there's this aspect where there's this new counter attack and if you successfully hit it it sprays a bunch of like of like ink that's the color of the character oh like, it doesn't I, really do anything it's just a stylistic choice but i didn't yeah. even know there was ink involved i just thought like the <laughs> hub world and like the like the motif reminds me of because um splatoon's very like st- like japanese streetwear like hip-hop yeah i feel like this game's kind of trying to go after the same uh the same vibe but yeah, there. Is, if you look it up, if you watch like a fight and you see when they do one of their counters successfully, yeah, it like drops a bunch of paint around the character that got hit. So the Splatoon comparison's not too far off. Hmm. Oh, a uh, quick absolute sidebar: my uh, my notes uh, on my computer restarted, and I was looking at the the Linux like bootloader, and I remember. Uh, I was having so many crashes uh, on um, Six Days in Fallujah, and then also my computer was just crashing on the desktop. That I was so like completely frustrated that I reinstalled Windows, <laughs> and then it was it was still crashing. And I was like, "Oh, it might not have been a software issue." <laughs> so. Damn it, Azrock. Um, I, I have an Asus uh, motherboard and a PowerColor graphics card. I will never. Which which fucking okay, I have a grievance. Asus. Every show's got to have a grievance. Yeah, Asus used to be fucking the goat. Um, now they're like absolute fucking garbage. Um, they ha- they had a f- they had a firmware recently that was uh, on the the AMD seven thousand series CPUs that it was. Burn physically burning up CPUs and like, <laughs> like blowing up the socket, and it was so bad that there's a a, a tech YouTuber uh, named Jay's Two Cents, and he was like, "Yo, this is so bad." Um, without getting too lost in the weeds and on the timeline, he's like, "This is so bad. Like, I'm never gonna um, have Asus be on the show ever again." Um, and somebody, uh, I think another YouTuber, uh, Gamers Nexus, who's kind of like. He's really, really good at getting to the nitty gritty and he's really unbiased. Um, and he says, like, 
it's what a world we're living in when uh, Azrock is the uh, the pillar of quality. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> so continue, G- gamists, Josh. Mm-hmm. No, but no, that's pretty much all I had to say about Street Fighter so far. Like, I'll probably be able to tell more about the story mode when I play more later. But so far, just the hub and the online access and all the single player options are just incredible. Is there any video game content going on at Anime Expo right now? Uh, I'm, I think they did make some announcements of some like anime fighter that was coming out from Bandai Namco, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen game, I think, but I haven't been keeping too close of a eye on it yet. Okay. Yeah. I definitely need you to go pick up, uh, see if there's any Morgan figs at Kotobukiya. Yeah, Please. I'll stop by. I was planning on checking <laughs> them anyway, so I'll let you know. Okay. Anybody else? Um, uh, I, I, I haven't been playing a whole lot, but I've been continuing to play Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And the more I play it, the more I fucking love it. And I'm actually <laughs> like, I'm writing like a full ass review of it now. Uh, just because I have like... For me- com- memory card? Memory yeah. card zine? MMRI.CRD? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah, I've, I've just gotten so deep into it. I it's It's all I've wanted to play recently i uh i recently beat the namek saga and now i'm in a a point where uh i can choose when i continue the story but i'm in this like intermission phase where there's just some uh, like a handful of like side missions you can do uh but they introduce the ability to collect the dragon balls and and a trophy is to uh find the dragon balls 10 times and make 10 wishes so I've just been do- doing that, but uh, it's it, it it's kind of grindy, but it's completely self-induced because I don't need to be doing <laughs> this. But this game is just so fucking cool. Uh, with with with, the, with this like intermission too. There's like there's these like quote unquote villainous enemies that appear in the world that are just like random mobs, but they're stronger than the normal mobs. And once you beat those. Uh, it. I'm at this point where it's introduced this like original antagonist for the game that I guess Akira Toriyama like still designed. It's still like, it, I I don't know if it's like technically like a canon character, but it's it's as close to like a canon character for that's original to this game as it could be, since since he designed it and created it. But uh, they they just keep spawning like stronger and stronger mobs. So now I'm in this. I'm 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 gonna be fucking over leveled as shit for the rest of the <laughs> game because I've just been fixated on like doing everything right now, and like I want to I want to finish everything I can right now just because I have this like this neurotic tw- twitch in my mind that's like if I don't do it now what? I won't be able to do it. You later. neurotic? <laughs> I know completely completely out of character. Yeah. But yeah, so I've I've just been like fucking fighting all of these random characters and like dra- Dragon Ball wishes you can do are like bringing past bosses back. So like I wished back like Nappa and Raditz and and Frieza and the Ginyu Force and stuff, so I can fight them. And they're like way stronger. But once you like beat them, you unlock them as like characters in your community board. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about the community board at all, but it's like what is it? for some reason I just thought of like like neopets groups <laughs> <laughs> i mean kind of <laughs> but, 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 but no the like community board uh it it's one of the more rpg-esque aspects of the game where there's like 
eight or ten different like boards that have like a central character like like uh king kai has like has the like training board or like chi chi has the like cooking board and you can assign characters to these boards and like the way that you assign them with the connecting points uh if 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 you do like i think on one of them i have like krillin goku and and yamcha or something and because of the history they have in the show it's like a bonus to them being on the boards like depending on different like relationships between characters and how you position them on the board uh it gives you like more bonuses but each board has uh, an effect on the game so like matt like a like a uh uh, King Kai's training board if I raise the level of that board it raises how much experience I get from fights or like or like Goku's like quote unquote Z fighter board uh, I do more like melee damage and stuff and I start with more key and stuff so there, there's like a real purpose to unlocking these extra characters because mm. it just helps you like boost your character more in fights and like your rewards and stuff but it the game's just super fucking good. This is absolutely the best Dragon Ball Z game I've played since, like, the Tenkaichi games. It, it, I'm just having so much fun with it. I could never get over... Uh, uh, I had on the Wii, uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> like That game has so many characters. <laughs> dude, I loved, I loved it because it, the motion controls were actually pretty coherent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, wow, Derek, don't uh, fall out of your chair with that. <laughs> no i think that that like a lot of them a lot of games that was just like shit and just seemed like such a gimmick and so for a game like that to have like decent motion controls you wouldn't expect it so there were my hmm, was genuine interest the handful that's about as interested as i get so the handful of wii games that did utilize motion controls like that and like uh re4 how you could like move and shoot with the motion controls like the games that utilized them well were super cool do you guys I, remember Red Steel 2? N- not the second no. one. I got the first one, and I was like, man, this game sucks. <laughs> Dude, the second one was so dope, but, I mean, part one sucks so bad that no one gave it a chance. But um, Wasn't that it, when they introduced the Wii Motion Plus, and so it had, like, the one-to-one sword? <laughs> yeah, and it was, like, it, it had nothing to do with Red Steel 1. It was, like, a Wild West post-apocalyptic cyberpunk Wild West theme, yeah. But it was like if you got really good at it, you were essentially you were essentially like doing Devil May Cry shit, but with the Wii remote. Dude. So it was like it was really fucking cool. Like so you could knock someone in the air with the sword, and then switch to your gun with the other hand, and like shoot them and juggle them in the air with it. It was like it was so so good. I loved my, it. That was probably my, my favorite motion control game on that. My only memory of Red Steel is um, I my my I was playing Red Steel, and my next door neighbor. Uh, who was a a woman was over uh like watching me play it and then she gave me a blowjob afterwards damn um, i was like yo go talk, go. Of, talk about talk about red steely hey, <laughs> oh, that's it anybody else nope. um i said i talked about two games but only got to talk about one so i just want to talk about inscription for a minute oh yes 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 yes, yes. yeah yeah uh which logan i think you recommended to me like two episodes ago but i was wanting to finish some other stuff first and then i was like scoping sales and stuff and then it got announced for playstation plus so i uh started that last week and i finished it this morning like world credits on this morning and uh 
it might be like one of my favorite games like like it's so good it has no right being that good and i and i went in and like not really knowing anything aside from like i don't know seeing like an announcement trailer like years ago where it just like shows some cards in the cabin type thing and mm-hmm. uh it just has such a fucking interesting story and like the way that it reveals things to you is so just feels so different and then like like i i can't remember a game in recent memory where like there's been so many times where i've been like what the fuck like out loud like because it's just like like the you just never know what's going to happen and it's like like i you know i feel like i'm coming to the end of the game and like i wonder how it's this is going to resolve and then it takes you in a totally different direction and i'm trying to like i don't know talk it up without actually revealing anything because the mystery of how it, it how it all happens is like the the best part of it i think but the like card mechanics are solid and it's like simple to understand but like um like it kind of has some like rogue like elements as well in that like uh do you want to gift it to me on steam you can play it on playstation plus i don't have playstation plus oh well then you should get it i i have i I finally got my physical copy it's right here (laughs) yeah that's sweet um i gotta actually uh, i got a question for you logan um uh, being a game case guy, yeah. Uh, I uh, hold on. While, wait, while, while you're forming that thought, I will say the back of this case for inscription. Uh, this is the special. Re- this is the special reserve games uh, edition. I, I they might be the only physical. I think so it far, is the only know. physical edition. Yeah. So the back of this game, I don't know if you guys can really see it. The reflection is kind of bad of you. There's no text. It's mm-hmm. just a picture of like your hand of cards in game. I don't know how I feel about this because it's I I love being so minimal. There's no like flavor text on mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, it's like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you did. Yeah. Um. I. Uh. I don't know where all my switch cases are, um, but let's see. Um, I have a thing that whenever there's uh, like, so on game cases, there's uh, at least on like switch and like PlayStation four and five, there's usually like alternative art. Mm -hmm. I with 100%, uh, if there is alternative art on any kind of game case or any kind of like media case, I always flip it around. Like here's a Mega 64 Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. like I flip the alternative art around. What is this? This is a, a Bloodborne, which I have. Uh, uh, I also have the Superior memory card. Hell yeah, Bloodborne case. Um, but with 100% certainty, I've flipped around all my switch cases because they all had art uh do, do you guys do that no nope. usually when they have it yeah i i don't just because i like the uniformity so it's like i i like how the spine of every mm-hmm. case like has the same template i mean that's that it makes sense i would be into that because i've designed <laughs> hundreds of cases with the same sort of idea in mind like i want them all to to look mm-hmm. like they, they belong huh but oh. but no, D- Derek, you'll probably think this is cool. The special reserve copy of the game comes with like a manual. Oh, nice! So it's like a full like booklet and has oh, like, all the cards yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And it's th- th- this company has been getting a lot of flack for things shipping so slowly, but they're the only company I've seen like 
I'm pretty sure every game they put out comes with a booklet like mm-hmm. this. And and well, that like looks pretty thick too. Yeah, it's it's substantial. It's yeah, uh, it like thirty five something pages something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, a, a few of them are like just art, but there is like game gameplay explanations, like all the cards and like l- l- hint, hints at lore stuff. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. Um, but yeah, the, I the, would. Yeah. The only the only one in my collection that wasn't flipped around was uh was uh Death Stranding. Oh, throw that right in the trash, right? No, I'm flipping it around. <laughs> yeah. And um, the only but the only other ones that aren't flipped around, like I have the Quarry here on PS5. Mm. The inside is just like. Don't fucking look at a laser. You might hurt your eyes, or like you might like. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just um, come on. The warning text and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Now I like I finished it this morning, and I was like, that was like such a unique experience. And then I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, what other games should I play? I'm like looking online and stuff, and it was like, well, you should try the designer's other two games. Have you played Tunic? I haven't played Tunic. Tunic, I, I thought about um, so, this morning, actually. So straight up. I know I've talked about Tunic yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Uh, when you beat Inscription the first time, and I'm not going to say what happens, but when like that completely out of the blue thing happens, that just adds lore. Mm-hmm. When that happened, that was another one of those moments like I had with Tunic where it happened and I had to go in the other room and I was like, Mindy, this game just did this thing. It was so fucking <laughs> yes, cool. Yeah. I love it. Right. So I recommend Tunic just because it has yeah. that same sort of like holy shit effect. Yeah. Play, yeah, tu- I think, play Tunic. And it is on Game Pass as well. Um, play it on Steam Deck. Yeah, it seems like it would be really. F- yeah, I would play it on Steam Deck. Um, yeah, that would that would be a great. I wonder. Steam I'm Steam just game. looking up because I'm trying to stick to like shorter games right now, so I can actually. Tunic's see them pretty through. short. Oh yeah, main story like twelve hours. Yeah, that could fit the bill. I I think and, I'm and gonna st- definitely like. Do not feel bad using a guide for that, oh, especially yeah, yeah. if you try to do like everything. Yeah. Oh, I will I, not. I, will I, pl- not. I platinumed it partly yeah. because it was just so fucking cool but if i tried to do that entirely on my own i yeah. i would never would have found half yeah. the shit some some of the puzzles are so intricate but like the big puzzle at the end when mm-hmm. you finally understand how you're supposed to solve it it that was the coolest fucking moment i've had in gaming in years yeah i remember you saying that yeah 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 that that's that's one that i'd like to look at as well i think i'm probably gonna jump right into he's published like the, the designer of this game, which it was designed by like, I mean, there was a big team, but it, the designer was like a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has two other games that have released that both um, people like online have said that they kind of fall in the same kind of themes and stuff. And, and what are they? One of them's called the hex. And then one of them's called like Ponytail or something. Hmm. Um, I've never heard of either ponies. <laughs> someone said pon- someone said something about ponies um yeah so i i think i'm gonna jump into those but i could not like fucking believe that game that game was unbelievably good and like mm-hmm. the yeah the the way it introduces mechanics like it's 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 giving you new things to do regularly but it's not overwhelming um and the card play is is very very simple but strategic but like it was just the presentation and the story just blew my fucking mind mm-hmm. yeah so thank you for that recommendation. I probably never yeah, would have played it otherwise. So. I, I will continue evan- evangelizing that game. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Uh, does anybody want to uh, uh, buy... Stop doing this? No, buy it oh. for me on Steam Deck. Um, I Like I would. I don't think I have the funds currently, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I'll remember that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you blacked out at Comic-Con. <laughs> 
Bars <laughs> open. <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh I wanted to bring bring that up. I think that was a uh, that was one of those like moments where it's like I think Shane might have a drinking problem. <laughs> um there was a a San Diego Comic-Con where we uh Geekscape had I think like too many people uh like booked uh for rooms or like we needed three rooms or something. So they dumped us in a hotel like uh pretty far away. Yeah. Like a 20 30 minute walk. Yeah, like the typically the uh, the, the convention center hotels we're normally on are either right next door to the convention center or like just across Pacific Coast Highway. Um, and it, in terms of blocks, the convention center is on K Street and um, our hotel was up on A Street up a hill. So we were pretty far away. Uh, it was a nice hotel. It, was, it used to be like a like the symphony, right? Wasn't it like... Um, I don't remember. Um, but... We get there. It's ten a.m. We're checking in, and we go like we turn the corner, and I'm like, Derek, like, like, look, there's alcohol. Like, you're like, hey, do you want to do you want to go get a drink? And Derek turns to me, and he looks at his watch. He's like, dude, it's ten a.m. And without <laughs> missing a beat, I'm like, bars open. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that that was the night that I blacked out at the Nerdist party, and I think. Uh, we went to go like that. Uh, I saw like uh, the next day I saw uh, advertisements for like the Assassin's Creed boat. And I'm like, yo, dude, there's an Assassin's Creed boat. And Derek goes, yeah, we looked at it last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, you're getting, you know, bars open. Bars open. Yeah. Spring break. Yeah. Four and a half Sprang years. Baby. Spring break. Spring break. Uh, Spring break forever. For two. Yeah. That's it, everybody. Check us out. Uh, give us fucking all the reviews. Tell your friends. Share it with your friends. Check us out on Instagram, Dynamic Resolution Show. Uh, we got some. Um, I uh, I appreciate the numbers. I was looking at the numbers on like the non like weird viral post, and um, we're getting some good exposure. So thank you, Instagram. Hell yeah. Um, check out Logan uh, at memory card mmry.crd and buy the Logan on uh, also on Instagram. Uh, Captain K17 for Derek, uh, Josh, Inu Joshua uh, on all gaming platforms. Anybody else want to say anything? No. Nope. Uh, I, I have a restock of Silent Hill tapes coming on the 7th. So if anyone's yeah. listening, interested about that. You know. I think we need to make uh, a special dynamic resolution cassette tape. Where we have an episode on tape. Yeah. I think that would be kind of sick. I'll fund it. It would be fucking cool. It would be sick. Like, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, And then next episode, I've got something fun planned. So, Josh, you better better make sure you're here. Because we got... I mean, if it's two weeks from now, I'll be in California. So... Is it Comic Con? Yeah, in two weeks. I I am arriving on the sixteenth of Got it. July. Oh, oh, dude, I need to buy my plane ticket. Yeah, you do. So, all right, everybody. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.